humans, welcome to Palin' Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. I'm your host, Jessica Howard, and what do you know? It's the end of our month episode. Wait, the end, not our month. It's the end of everybody's month. We're just going to go with that. That's fine. (laughs) It's also the end of our month. Uh, I mean, it was our anniversary, so that makes it our month. Yeah, this is, from now on, uh, August is Uppercut's month. Uh, apparently, we're just claiming that. Pride Send Month tribute. Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, on this episode, we have various members of the Uppercut crew. Um, this time, from the usual crowd, it's just Ty and I. But hello, in play, yeah. Hi, Ty. <laughs> How are you? Are you good? I'm good. Yeah. How are are you, you sleepy? This is. I'm good, too. I'm sleepy, which makes me think you must be sleepy because you are a grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're up a little past my bedtime, but it's okay. I say you should be snuggled in with your your stuffies at this point. It's true. Misty is laying by my feet, so it's all right. Okay. Um, But instead, we have two of our newest Uppercut crew members. We have Eli and Lotus, how are you both doing today? Hello. Hello. I'm good. I'm also great. It's Friday. Hell yeah, it is. Um, this is this is definitely like the weirdest time I think we've ever recorded one of our like main <laughs> podcasts that we just do with staff because I feel like when it's just it's usually like a Wednesday at five or it's like sometime and I don't know this is like doing this at like 8 p.m. on a Friday night is very (laughs) strange. This has never happened. Um, But this is how we're choosing to spend our Friday night for the next like 45 minutes to an hour. So hi, Uh, we're here. (laughs) And uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about is the news, because that's what we do on this show now. I say now it's like so we did it in what like June tie and then we took a month off and so now we're doing it again this month but it so it feels very new still yeah to me. yeah it's a newer format certainly yeah um it still feels fresh and shiny so the first piece of news that we're going to talk about is Activision Blizzard stuff because of <laughs> course we fucking are right um so The gist of this one is the state of California has accused Activision Blizzard of shredding abuse evidence. In a Kotaku article by Ian Walker, Walker wrote, The state of California recently expanded its discrimination lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, Axios reports. In addition to suing the massive gaming conglomerate over its culture of harassment and abuse towards female employees, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing is now also looking into its treatment of temporary workers. The updated lawsuit alleges that Activision Blizzard Blizzard has not been cooperative with California's investigation. It cites Activision Blizzard's non-disclosure agreements, the requirement that employees must speak with the company before contacting the State Department, and the hiring of union-busting law firm Wilmer Hale as examples of the company's lack of cooperation. Activision Blizzard is also accused of having human resources personnel destroy documents pertinent to California's inquiry, which is required by law to keep and make available to investigators. The expansion of the lawsuit's scope comes two weeks after news broke about the terrible working conditions in Activision Blizzard's various quality assurance offices, many of which hire contract workers rather than salaried employees to avoid paying out benefits. And while poor pay, long hours, and lack of job security are bad enough, some sources also spoke of discriminatory attitudes towards trans workers. 
end of the quote there. So this has been an ongoing thing. I mean, I was going to say this summer, but like really like since uh, Activision Blizzard's inception, um, honestly, it's just kind of ingrained at this point. But I think that this is like the newest, particularly heinous uh, thing that's come out of this. I remember I don't remember who who the person was who tweeted this, but it was somebody who worked at Activision Blizzard. Somebody who's part of uh, the group that's going around on Twitter right now, like make Activision and Blizzard a better place to work. I forget what the the group is named. I wish I would have pulled up like the tweet. Um, but something basically saying that the reason this is happening is because it costs less for them to pay the fines for tampering with evidence and destroying evidence than it would cost for them to get caught with all of that evidence and have to pay out people, basically. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> so, I don't know. Normally when we do news, it's like we say something and then everybody, like, weighs in and has an opinion. But I don't really know how you have an opinion on this one. Right. <laughs> Other yeah, than it's that's simply bad. Up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's... <sighs> I feel like that's all I do now. It's like I just read things and I sigh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, the whole thing, like... I guess if I if I want to have like a side tangent here and we talk about something pertinent to this for, you know, a couple minutes or maybe a couple sentences, whatever. Um, it's just been super weird for me <laughs> seeing like Activision and Blizzard stuff coming out or like stuff like trailers, like the new Call of Duty game um, and either them like keeping their distance and like removing their name from things mm. like they do in that trailer or like. Diablo 2, the whole remaster is coming out here soon. And once again, it kind of seems like there's like this distance being kept there. And there's this really good article over on Paste written by Holly Green um, about how she plans on covering Diablo 2, which is a game that growing up meant a lot to her. She played, I guess, through like her her 20s and um, like the way that it feels like you can't really talk about these things without also talking about the conditions in which people making them are working in. And I, it's just this whole big can of worms basically, but it's, it's been such a, a weird sensation, like what's happened, like the games that are coming out and how those are being treated and what's happening behind closed doors and the disconnect sometimes in the public between the two. It's it's so weird. I don't know. That's all I have to say on it. If anybody has anything else, but I'm just gonna say very strange time to work in esports, let me tell Whoa, ya. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well and Call it's like yeah. Duty League. Very weird to interact with currently. Uh, well and it's also it's like fucked up too because I mean some of the other biggest esports uh like developers who are putting out esports related games are like Riot, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. who also has their own shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like we have the whole thing. And honestly, this is probably something that I should have included in the the news roundup because it's kind of a big deal. But it just happened. And I didn't think of it. And it's not it's not as big as the two that I have up here. But um, I mean, Overwatch is literally renaming the character of McCree because he was directly named after someone on their staff who was caught sending was text in the messages. Cosby suite. Yeah, yeah, who was in the mm-hmm. fucking Cosby suite, which if you 
are, are like what the, what's the Cosby suite? It's as Google bad it. as it sounds. Just look it up. It's it's pretty. It's fucking heinous. I keep using the word heinous, but like truly, it's not good. It's bad. No. Um. So basically, I mean that man is like an alleged sexual predator at this point, um, or at least very predatory behavior. Um. So he's being renamed McCrea's. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine how weird it is an eSports tie. Very strange. Yeah. Every day, I look at Call of Duty League posts, and I say, hmm. Hmm. Um, I'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll let that one, uh, just kind of sit there. I feel like it's something to touch on, but, I, like I said, I don't think that there's really any takes to have on that <laughs> as much as it's just, uh, it's, it's just happening. bad. It's, it's not it's good. It's just bad. Uh, keep it in mind, I think, you know, as you <laughs> pick up more games this holiday season, right? Uh, another thing to keep in mind, another date to put in your planner is the next news story we're going to talk about. And I'm going to let, uh, Ty, I'm going to let you read this one. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So we are now talking about hashtag a day off of Twitch, which is going to be a blackout boycott type dealio from various uh streamers and in an article on vice from one gita jackson they wrote uh over the past few weeks streamers on twitch have been speaking out against the abuse and harassment they receive simply for being marginalized people on the platform on september 1st some streamers are planning to boycott the platform in order to make their voices heard uh, on Twitch, rating is often a positive action. Sometimes when one streamer ends their stream, they encourage their viewers to watch another streamer who's still going. Essentially, you're asking your viewers to, quote-unquote, raid another channel, bombarding them with love. A hate raid is different. It takes what's normally a positive occurrence and influx of new viewers and turns it into something terrifying. All of a sudden, a streamer's chat is full of hateful messages, often targeting them because of the ways they are marginalized. This problem has been increasing in severity on Twitch all summer. Uh, so, yeah, beyond that, um, or I guess, like, kind of go bouncing off of that, yeah, uh, streamers, especially lately, uh, marginalized kind of, I don't want to say smaller because I think it's pretty much across the board, but just a lot of uh, marginalized streamers, particularly black women streamers, have been dealing with just a really huge uptick in um, hate raids, which are how like Gita Jackson described in the article. And it's gotten to the point where they have been, you know, tweeting at, at Twitch and trying to reach out to Twitch to do something about it. And Twitch has basically said, we're thinking about it and hasn't really done anything beyond yeah. that. Typical um, Twitch. Yeah. So now uh, there is this planned uh, boycott and, it, 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 it there's already been drama around that too but yeah. uh but basically what you need to know is uh streamers are probably going to be boycotting uh twitch that day we will probably also be boycotting twitch that day yeah um it i think the most frustrating thing to me is that there are people who are creating fixes for the problems or like are coming up with like different tools basically that people can use to kind of help with stuff or even people who are just straight up like writing 
articles like detailing the best ways to kind of go about things Mm -hmm. um and that are just doing infinitely more work than twitch is doing Mm -hmm. uh twitch has acknowledged the problem like because they wrote they wrote a tweet saying like or in probably even a blog yeah they were pretty much like we hear you yeah it's gonna take a long time to do anything about it but we hear you and that's the most, and, like, I, I think that whenever all this happened, too, like, I wrote this, like, tiny series of tweets just being, like, this is something that's consistently so fucking frustrating is when you see, like, either their their platforms or, like, if it's, like, a YouTube channel, right, um, inviting mm-hmm. guests on or, or just, like, any sort of platform or outlet or whatever that, like, tries to increase their diversity and brings on guests and then does absolutely nothing to protect them or to, like ensure that their community is properly like receptive to them um you just set people up to be targeted like you are just putting targets on people and unfortunately like as much as in theory having those tags is incredible um so you can have people who can find communities like you also gave people targets like on on their backs um and you didn't do anything to stop that from getting worse yeah. Hate reading has always been an issue on Twitch. And I mean, if anyone would like to know a fun fact, part of the reason that it took Twitch so long to even decide to um, fully use all the tags. Originally, it was we only had the LGBTQIA plus tag and people were like we want a trans tag. We, you know, like we want specific tags so we can find each other. And part of the reason that Twitch originally said no is specifically because the LGBTQIA plus tag had like several hundred times the amount of moderation requests than any other tag. So they very, very clearly knew and acknowledged that this would happen and they decided not to do anything anyways. Wow. Uh, Which is pretty expected from Twitch, but it doesn't make it any less disappointed. Disappointed, but not surprised, you know? It really does suck that it feels like if you want to be a streamer, right? Like if you want to, like, play games and interact with the community and have that experience, like you're kind of forced to use twitch um and on top of just like all of like their constant mishandling of situations like there's also a lot of pressure going around right now too because literally like and this has always been the case it's not like it's a change in in policy or whatever but twitch takes 50 percent of what you earn which is 50 percent astronomical compared because even places like what like um only fans is it's 30 i think is it 30? I, I thought it was I think like, so. yeah, even, even still though, at least you're making over half of what you've earned. But yeah, Twitch is, it is 50%. Um, like there are straight up people who have been like, Hey, instead of subbing for me or subbing to me on Twitch, like just like mm-hmm. go to my fan house or whatever, because there I will get, cause I think a fan house, you get 90%. Uh, yeah. Only take it. yeah. Which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, because it sucks. <laughs> like you pay five dollars to to sub to somebody, they're getting two fifty. Um, Sometimes less, actually, mostly less. If I'm being perfectly <laughs> honest, as someone who has the numbers, it can be as low as two eighteen. So That's, you know, yeah, I get like Lotus. I you are a a streamer, so like if you want to go off on this, if you want to, <laughs> I will. I do have the numbers and the percentages memorized. <laughs> but um, Lotus yeah, is I, I mean, out a lot of spreadsheets people. as we speak. Oh, no, all in my mind, baby. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just awful. Most people don't know that because it's like, you know, it's how you uh, go about buying anything where just a little bit of naivety is like, well, why would they be evil? 
and Twitch is so convenient and emotes are fun and it, everything is in the same place. But yeah, to, to be clear, Twitch takes 50% of subs from uh, all streamers and then streamers get 100% of bits, but viewers have to pay a 40% upcharge to get the bits. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's not great. So yeah, it, that is part of the whole a day off Twitch boycott is if you really like a streamer and you really want to support them, find their Patreon, their Kofi, their fan house. Most people link it right in there about right below the stream. Usually you get other cool stuff too, but you know, it's all about supporting the streamer. And uh, September 1st is a very important day for the boycott because every single year Twitch does something called September mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. get usually like you, I think this year it's like 20% off of three months of subs and there's some deal with like Grubhub or something like that. So they're going to be trying really hard to uh, get you not to do that. But yeah. Please do not stream on September 1st. Please try to mm-hmm. sub to creators and support them off of Twitch because not only do they not get a lot of it, Amazon gets a lot of it, which is even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one thing that I will say um, that, like, people I've talked to who have streamed um, or who currently are streaming, stuff like that, like, one of the biggest things that you can do is if you really like a streamer, follow them on their other platforms like nine times out of ten they will have like their instagram their twitter like all of these other Mm -hmm. things linked or other places where like you can support them monetarily like you like do that (laughs) because twitch i feel like is a place that people like i said are forced to kind of go but really like supporting their their presence on social media and kind of bolstering them that way or, or like going to other things like like an OnlyFans or fan house or whatever and, and helping out there like that does so much um if you like them if you like their personality and like what they bring to the streams all of that stuff like like support them outside of it yeah so yeah uh but yeah uppercut I'm sure <laughs> we will not be streaming September 1st uh either so I I would just ask that like I don't know. I'm not going to force you to do whatever, but I think it's a good thing to not watch or per- or do streams on September 1st. Uh, Twitch pulls a lot of bullshit, and I think that that's something that needs to happen. Yeah, uh, st- stream on YouTube or Discord. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and now we're going to toss it to Ty for the sports. <laughs> Hello, it's Ty time. Um, so we're starting off. League of Legends Worlds, it was going to be in China, but now it's not. It's going to be somewhere in Europe. Riot hasn't said where yet. Uh, Mostly because the travel restriction and COVID stuff going on with uh, China was apparently uh, not gelling with the schedule. So yeah. Where will it be? Who knows? Uh, next up, speaking of Activision Blizzard, uh, Overwatch League, it has an off-season that is being deeply extended because they want to wait until Overwatch 2 is a thing. That's pretty much it. Ah, that makes sense. Um, and finally, uh, Valorant Champions Tour... Masters, Masters 3, baby, coming up in Berlin this time. It was in Reykjavik last month. Was that last month? Jesus. I don't remember. The last Masters was in Iceland. Um, And this time, the only North American team to make it again 
with Sentinels. Good job. We have two new teams this time, uh, which are Envy and 100 Thieves. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe Sentinels mm-hmm. win everything again. Maybe they don't. <laughs> Who could see? Who could say? Who, Who are you rooting for, Ty? Um, probably Sentinels and 100 Thieves, just because, like, hmm. I either want Sentinels to continue just being disgusting, or <laughs> I want 100 Thieves to, like, sneak up and just underdog it. So we'll see. I just don't want Europe mm. to win. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so. Every NA fan ever. <laughs> yes. It's just because at work, all of the Valorant people are Europe Valorant people. So I just feel like somebody has to be the NA person. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, me and League, I'm like, whoa, China. <laughs> um, and that does it for sports. Uh, thank you, Ty, for your report. <laughs> oh, I was like w- waiting for you. I'm like, oh yeah, probably. I guess like most people wouldn't say something after that. But um, <laughs> Kayla just cut that out. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for our news segment. We're gonna have a little break. You're gonna hear a little message from our sponsors, um, which. I think this is the second time I've said that on one of these episodes, and each time I'm like, ooh, we have a sponsor. Um, Mm. But yeah, if you like coffee, listen to this wonderful little message right now. Hey humans, Ty here. Uppercut is now fueled by Grinding Coffee Company. Grinding is a black and LGBTQ plus owned business that freshly roasts gluten-free vegan coffee right before they ship it. Almost all of us have gotten the chance to try at least one of Grinding's roasts, and we all adore what we've had. To try it yourself and support two small, queer-owned businesses, enter the code UPPERCUT at checkout for 10% off any non-subscription purchases. And we are back from our break. We talked about the news. Now we're going to talk about the games that we've played this month. Um, and I'm excited. I, uh, I think we have like a pretty good, diverse little uh, roundup. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the newbies go first though. I'm gonna take this metaphorical uh, ball and I'm gonna <laughs> toss it over to Eli. I'm gonna say, Eli, what is a game that you've been playing this month? Oh gosh. Okay, so <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of Avengers, uh, getting ready for that Black Panther drop, and then it dropped War for Wakanda. Uh, You get this brand new character, of course, Black Panther, everyone loves him. Who doesn't love the movie? You know, like, Mm -hmm. find me one person. I don't want to talk to them. Um, (laughs) But you get to, like, Wakanda, everything's so cool. It's, like, basically coming from the movie, so you're getting that same, like, kind of modern, like, futuristic style with, like, that kind of hip-hop vibe, too, which is really cool. Soundtrack is great. Um... Yeah, it's just fun to hop back into Avengers and have, like, another thing to do. I'm one of those people that, like, enjoys just putting a podcast on and mashing buttons for hours and hours. I feel like that's a really... Because, like, I I haven't played it, but I've watched Andrew play it, and I think he started the War for Wakanda um, expansion as well. And it seems like a really good game for that, honestly. It kind of, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's like a, a looter shooter kind of vibe, right? Like that's that's what it feels like to me. So I was watching yeah. it like, yeah, that's that's like it's it's a good game for doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
very <laughs> destiny like where you're kind of just turning your brain off for a while unless you want to do something more difficult yeah i was what's funny is i was watching him play it and he was playing as kate bishop uh hawkeye hey. and I, I was like this just looks like you're playing a hunter in destiny <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's it really, very similar yeah so it's kind of surprising but that's really cool um i'm gonna have lotus go next lotus can you tell me about one of the games that you've been playing uh, I have reverted to my 12-year-old self, and I have been playing a lot of Splitgate with my friends very, very late at night. <laughs> um, it's it's definitely sold as, like, Halo plus Portal. So you have your two portals, and then you have your regenerative armor, and you run around and team deathmatch the heck out of people, basically. It's really fun. It's, so, it's, like, very fast and very fun. And that's what I like about, like, shooters like that. I really want to play it. It looks really cool. <gasps> play yeah, with me. Play oh with me. Are you play are you playing on PC? I am, but you know there is cross play if you're on PlayStation. <gasps> okay. So Okay. I maybe you know uppercut has a group stream coming up, or we can always plan <gasps> one later because that come on like hashtag UC win. <laughs> Yo, I'm in for that. No, that'd be so fun. Ty, have you have you played Splitgate at all, or like been no. interested in it? I've heard about it, but um, you kind of gotta drag me kicking and screaming into the shooters. <laughs> Well, maybe I will do just that because yeah, it, I mean, it looks cool. When I say kicking and screaming for Jess, it just means she has to ask me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I normally don't do that of my own volition. Uh, I need something fun and shooty because I, like a yeah. month, a couple months ago, <laughs> I, I deleted Overwatch off my PlayStation. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just, I just can't. Uh, yeah. Maybe when the second one comes out, maybe if some more things have happened, if I feel more comfortable, I, I don't know. But as of right now, especially with like fucking McCree, like I, I like see him and I'm just like, <laughs> McCree was like one of my mains. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I see <laughs> yeah. it and I'm just like, oh God, I do not like, ugh. So um, I need Just heartbroken. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I really like about it, and I hate that I when other games ha don't have this, I hate it, but most don't. So I was like, ugh. And then Splitgate has it, which is that, um, so there's kind of the, what would you say? Like, there's, like, the serious queue, and then there's the casual, like, arcade queue. Oh. But there's all these different game modes, right? You know, there's, like, there's like six or seven different arcade game modes where it's Contamination, which in Halo days was Infection. There's Big-Headed Snipers, Shotties and Snipers, Random Guns. And you can enter the queue with full random, so you'll just get put in a random mode, like, every single match. And I love that because sometimes it's like, I want to play shotties and snipers, but I also want to play with random guns, but I also want to play zombies. And normally having to queue for every different thing, I think is like a pain. So it's cool that you can just queue up for all of them and then like whatever happens, happens. That's really cool, That's actually. Dope. I do, yeah, I I do that. like that. I feel like it would expedite things too, because it's not like, yes. you know what I mean? Because if you're more open to different types of games, you're going to get put into things faster. Yeah, we get matches so fast, and we're only a two-stack, so. That's really good to hear, too, because I know that Splitgate, at first, there were problems with, like, the servers. Like, I, I know that it took, like, one of my friends 20 minutes to even log in at one point, and, like, I don't know, it was it was wild. But also, like, it was in beta, which is to be expected, but I just yeah. remember there was a lot of people who were talking about it, so it's good to hear that they got it down. 
Yeah, that's just because the servers were under such a high load. It wasn't like it wasn't a lack of players. It was there were so many players. They were like, yeah. we cannot let you play because our computer will explode. So you're gonna have to chill <laughs> for like twenty minutes. Yup. It's. I feel like yeah. It's because okay. So d- who developed it? Oh gosh, I'd have to look it up. I know it's a team of like. There's two lead developers, I think, that's, and then another mm-hmm. group beneath that. Yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. Is like it's just wild that that game came from like a pretty small team because it's mm-hmm. very ambitious and it looks like something that would come out of like a AAA develop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, AAA so. devs don't know how to have fun, so I don't know if it could. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. It's wrong. not a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um. I'll go to Ty next. Um, Ty, you've been playing some fun ones. Uh, why don't you Why don't you talk to us about one of them? Um, so I finally cracked under the Monty and Andrew agenda <laughs> and bought Slime Rancher because the the Switch version is out. Um, and that shit is pretty fun. Um, <laughs> I do be ranching. <laughs> Um, I think it's a little bit, the layout of the ranch is kind of weird. Um, so I'm still kind of figuring out how to like manage my multiple areas, but I, I like the little slimes and I like, I like feeding them. Um, and yeah, it's nice. There's chickens. I have a whole lot of chickens. Yay. Ooh. I, uh, I think I might pick it up this weekend on my switch also because andrew made a very good point we were talking about it in our like little group chat earlier because ty messaged saying like i'm playing this monty and andrew are right it's fun and then of course like monty and andrew jump they're like see we've been telling you and i'm like i've just been busy and andrew's like this weekend you're getting your wisdom teeth pulled you're gonna be high as fuck and not able (laughs) to play anything intense so like get slime rancher and i was like you know if I have to be, like, holed up on a couch, high out of my mind, uh, <laughs> that seems like a pretty good way to to spend it. So, Having um, done that today, yeah, I can say pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 experience. I know. What's so funny is, like, I'm such a... I don't know. I'm, like, I a stress ball of a person because I'm like sitting here like oh, I have to take time off to get surgery and I have to be stoned and I have to play <laughs> video games and everyone's like shut the fuck up <laughs> and I'm like but I'm just stressed because I can't be working um anyway I have a problem uh <laughs> speaking of problems that I have uh I have another large one and it is the sims um, I, I have like become increasingly more wary of the Sims, uh, just in general, because I, I love it. I think the Sims is a fantastic series. It's always, it's like, since the first game came out, I have played them. I have bought mostly every expansion. I have given EA so much money. It is disgusting. Um, and like, this the Sims always feels kind of like uh the the next day, like when I come out of like the Sims haze, it's like very much the walk of shame home. Cause I'm like, man, <laughs> I just spent like 17 hours uh playing one family and like what did I truly accomplish other than like the grandson of the person I started with went to college. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and like I just have kind That's of like big. An ex- yeah, it's like it's such a rabbit hole. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I love The Sims. It is my depression game. I was feeling a little depressy. Um, I bought the Cottage Living expansion because Kayla, my fellow depressy friend uh, and <laughs> uppercut colleague, was like Jess. You gotta buy it. It's so fucking good. It's you. Got, you gotta get the cottage core stuff. It's so fun. I am making sugar from BT. I don't know why this is Kayla's voice to me. Apparently, but <laughs> this is Kayla talks like a CIA operative now. Um, but. Uh, you you got to get that, and I've made sugar from BTS, and we are now farmers together. Uh, bum ba dum bum 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 bum. <laughs> and uh, I was like, shit. Well, I gotta I gotta be a farmer too. So I bought it. Cottage Living is really really cute. It's one of the expansions that like does add value to the game um, because some of them feel like you just get kind of like a lot of extra junk, and it's not really. Um, adding exciting new gameplay mechanics or anything like that, but I feel like Cottage mm-hmm. Living kind of like Get Back to Work does or Get to Work, um, and it it makes a, a very different experience playing it. So I would say if you're if you need a little Sims weekend, if you're going through it, uh, <laughs> definitely worth picking up Cottage Living. Uh, it's very cute. Outfits are cute. Um, you can have cows and chickens. It's very sad when they pass Ooh. away though. Um, yeah, because, like, all of the other pets, I don't, I'm trying to think if they, like, I mean, I think they do, they do get older and stuff like that, but, like, like the chickens don't live very long, so it's like you buy these eight chickens, oh, you're just collecting man. eggs, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, Clucky's time is almost up, the Grim Reaper will be here no, soon, like, get, get your last hogs in, and you're just like, oh Jeez. my god. Is it a chicken Grim Reaper, or is it the same one? No, it's the same one, but I wish it was a chicken, Damn, that would yeah. be so good. Um, one thing that is sad, too, is that you can't plead with the Grim Reaper over chicken lives. Why? What's the I point? Know. I know. I, like, went out there, and it's like, I kept trying to click on him because I was like, no, I don't I don't want him to take my chicken away, and you can't do it. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I've had fun playing my little, I have, like, a little, I don't even remember her name. I just made some, like, random woman farmer who um, spends so much time, like, on her farm that she has zero friends. <laughs> Um, I have like a bunch of chickens that are named after flowers. So there's like Violet and Daisy and Rose and, and, and that's just like what she does. So, um, it's a good time. That's my real life dream scenario. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She is thriving. Honestly, she has like cute little overalls some nice, like yellow rain boots. She's having a great time. Um, then Eli, I'm going to go back to you. We'll just go, we'll go in the same order. Why don't you tell me, uh, you know, not about your your farm dreams, but about maybe some other video game dreams. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great transition. Um, I just finished Halo Two. I'm getting geared up for Halo Infinite. Uh, December apparently. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, this is my first time ever playing any Halo games. I've never owned an Xbox before. So shout out to PC Game Pass. Um, and yeah, Halo 1, kind of okay. Halo 2, pretty dope. Pretty dope. I was about say. to say, you played 1 right before? Yeah. I was kind yeah. of doing the same thing with Andrew. We we played all of 1, and I agree with you, like, okay. And then we started mm-hmm. 2, and 2 is interesting because, like, you play as both sides. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of confusing, honestly, and it 
it was kind of it felt weird for a while being like so i normally just kill these aliens and now they're my friends i'm accidentally killing them all the time like i felt really bad but hey that's what oh, they no. they forced me to do yeah have you been playing with somebody or are you just doing it solo yeah i've been uh going through with my friend noah he's played all of them he's like my guide through them and mm. he'll tell me like hey this level's gonna suck but just get through it it's worth it i'm like all right and we play the same thing dying over and over for like <laughs> half an hour um but you know it was worth it i master chief is pretty cool i gotta say i get i get the appeal put him in smash i guess yeah. <laughs> put him in monkey ball put him yeah. in a monkey ball <laughs> Um, that's going to be my new thing. Is It's it's no longer put him in Smash. It's put him in the monkey ball. <laughs> Master true, Chief true. for monkey ball. Get in the monkey ball, Shinji. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ty, please tweet that. <laughs> I'll, tweet it. I'll tweet it on the Uppercut account if you tweet, don't tweet Oh, my God. Please do that, Lotus. <laughs> please do it. Um, God, that's so good. Um, I'll do it on the Uppercut account now. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Okay, perfect. Get in the monkey ball, Shinji. <laughs> um, or Lala will have to do it again. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway. Um, okay, so I, I remember I, I, I jumped back on my train of thought. So since you are playing it with a friend, I do want to ask, because you're playing it in preparation of Infinite, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Infinite not having the two-player campaign? I'm pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sad. Like, and I'm also kind of scared. Like, I'm going through this whole thing with one of my friends. I'm going to be left alone for infinite. Like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I know. That's how I feel, too. That's why I was like, because as soon as I saw that, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, that's like not the important part. As long as it has like the multiplayer and the campaign. I'm like, I'm not going to play it by myself. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing, right? Is like, it's cool that you can play mm-hmm. it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. What's better than one Master Chief? Two Master Chiefs running <laughs> Master- around doing shit. Yeah. I feel like that's just. With that. I feel like that's like an iconic Halo memory for anyone who likes Halo, too. Is like, you're up until 2 a.m. and you're not supposed to be because you have to finish the last level of whichever Halo game you're on. So, like, straight up, I'm just going to wait. I will not play it by yeah. myself. There's no point yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, I think I might wait, too. So, Lotus, like, I think we've talked about it before. You are, like, a big Halo fan, right? Like, you've played them all? Oh, I haven't played all of them because I did not have an original Xbox when I was a child. But I I'm a, uh-huh. I like Halo a lot, and I've played it a lot. I've played okay. Halo Reach a lot. Okay, okay, I cool, gotcha. Cool. I, I, say, I felt like, you, like we had at one point had a conversation where you mentioned, like, you've played a good amount of Halo, so... Cool. Yeah, I think it was in one of them. Uh, everyone was saying that they nobody plays any shooters, and I was like, hey, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have like a, a very unexpected uh, catalog of games that you pull from, and it, I, yeah. I love it though. Um, and speaking of that, why don't you tell us about your next one? Oh, I want to talk about Metavax, which is so cool. Uh, it's a game by Punk Cake Studio. They are doing a sort of a patreon like one game a month kind of thing and then afterwards it comes out on uh itch and mm. metavax is a shooter plus minesweeper and i am my my one taste in games is like action pack fast paced like trying to outthink people 
And then the other one is that I am 70 years old. So like, <laughs> I love Minesweeper. And this is basically like you're, you're a little, um, your little cluster of cells and you're inside of like a bigger cell, right? And then all the cells have like Minesweeper numbers on them. So you have to tr- try to figure out like, okay, this one is a four. So there's four like evil well, not evil. <laughs> there's there's four <laughs> virus cells next to this. And so you need to like figure out which ones are which and try to work around them. And then if you accidentally destroy a virus cell, unlike Minesweeper, it's not an instant loss, but a bunch of little viruses come out and they chase after you. Mm-hmm. And they have like mm-hmm. the like a random suite of powers and you have to shoot them down. And it's it's cool because uh that is the worst part of Minesweeper is mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be forced into a position where there's an equal chance of two things being a bomb and you literally just have to guess and if you're wrong you lose and that sucks mm-hmm. so at least in this you have the opportunity to recover and if you want you can play it full shooter too like if you want to just destroy everything and say like come at me and just shoot at everything you can that, yeah, is... that sounds dope it's yeah. dope also the music whips it's so good so good Okay. That is wild. Okay, I have a question for you, Lotus, because you're talking mm-hmm. about like liking old people games and like the <laughs> and, and outsmarting and stuff like that. I had never heard of this until we had Jarrett on the podcast last time. Have you ever played really bad chess? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard of that actually. I've heard of many chess variants, including there's one that's like four dimensional hyperscape chess or something like oh. that. Oh. Okay, so I think it's called Really Bad Chess. I'm pretty sure. Um, But Jarrett was talking about it. Yeah. Um, Basically, it's chess, but the pieces are randomized every time. Like, what pieces you have and, like, their placement, too. So it's it's not the same. So, like, you don't have your rooks in the usual spot. It's, like, completely shuffled. Like, you might have, like, three queens. Um, And, yeah, it's it's really funny, though. Um, And he's talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I want to play it. So... Let's play against each other. First split gate, and then we put our minds to the test. Because I hate regular chess. It's been around for too dang long. So people will look at your board, and they're like, hmm, I think I'm going to beat you in exactly 33 moves. And I hate that. My friend Andrew, uh, Andrew Sherman, uh, shout out, shout out to him. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, oh no! I wasn't correcting you. I was no, just being stupid. no, no. That's me. Genuinely, I was trying to say friend of the show and was like, you know what? Don't know what the term is. Can't think of it. Just gonna keep going. Um, <laughs> he made a game called Chess Two. Um, oh, I've heard of Chess Two. Yeah. So you should play Chess Two. Go to itch.io and search for Chess Two. And that's all. I'm I can't believe I'm gonna it. become a. Ooh. I can't believe I'm gonna become a chess streamer. Wow. <laughs> be so good please do um, i played yakuza zero streams alt chess <laughs> literally <laughs> i played yakuza zero for like maybe an hour and then i found the mahjong parlor and again mm. 70 years old so that is all i did for the rest of all my streams for yakuza zero was play mahjong. <laughs> that's so good um you know okay i actually so i'm gonna mix up the order because i feel like this is like a good transition to what i'm gonna talk about real quick so i'm gonna hit mine and then i'll toss it to ty i'm sorry ty i'm I'm shaking up the order a little um because this is the experience i'm having with triple triad and final fantasy 14 Um, (laughs) because i fucking love stupid card and i like triple triads from uh final fantasy 8 too and like i liked it in final fantasy 8 um and then i went to the gold saucer and final fantasy 14 which is MMO Final Fantasy. I don't have to do the whole fucking meme. Y'all know it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fine. 
Yeah. Um, but so I, I went to the Golden Saucer. You unlock the card game from Final Fantasy VIII, Triple Triad. Oh, and I just started sinking hours. And then on top of that, like once you, I, I finally like dragged myself away from the casino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, God, when you say it like that. <laughs> I smelled like cigarette smoke. I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> um, and I and I like went back into the open world and I started doing uh, quests. And then I realized you can fucking challenge people around the area. They have, like, oh my god! So you are you had just become the Joker. Yes, I'm like oh I gosh. have to become the Final Fantasy XIV Triple Triad Champion. And they have tournaments and stuff. I'm not. I'm not actually very good at it. I'm like fine at it. Um, I but... knew that this was gonna end up being bad. I knew it was yeah. gonna be bad, and it is bad in a way I did not expect, which makes it worse. <laughs> um, outside of that, though, genuinely, I'm having a very fun with. Fi- a very fun final time. What uh, a very fun time with Final Fantasy. Um, I was always hesitant to like get into it. I tried one time and I tried for, I say tried. That's a very liberal use of that word. I like played for 30 minutes and then I was like, I don't want to play an MMO. <laughs> and I walked away. <laughs> um, and then I came back and I, I gave it, I'm, I'm giving it a, a real effort and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I don't think that MMOs click with me the way that they click with a lot Mm -hmm. of people. It's just my brain does not work like that. So it's much easier for me to be like, okay, I've had enough of that and like kind of go away for a bit. Like I haven't played in probably like, I don't know, five, six days. Um, But I think I'm going to play tonight a little bit. Um, But I'm having a good time. The story, I'm still on A Realm Reborn, which is kind of like the base story of it. I'm not in any of the expansions. And I... It's nothing to, like, write home about yet. Um, It's very... It feels like an MMO. Um, Mm -hmm. Just kind of a lot of running around. I I think that the raids are really fun. I just did the Haunted Mansion (gasps) one. uh, The Haunted Mansion one is pretty good. I did that one with Andrew. That one fucking slaps. Like, that is legitimately... I genuinely, I'm not a big Final Fantasy fourteen person, despite having put in, like, several hours, yeah. but I did really, really like that one. Andrew and I did that one together, and it was really fun. Yeah, I think it's called, like, Hakune Manor or something like that, or, like, it's, it's something like that, but it's... It was really good. I, if yeah, there's more, I like and I've that heard that one. there's a lot of stuff like that that's like very on theme and like different as far as the raids go. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more of them. I think that's I think that's where I left off. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a good time. Ty, I'm gonna pass it to you though for your next game. Um, I've also been playing the uh, almost a decade anticipated uh, Psychonauts two. Um, and that shit slaps. Um, I did not really know what to expect just because, like, it's been so long since the first one came out, and I was also not, like, a a huge Psychonauts 1 person. Um, but I really, really liked it and had a lot of fun playing it for review for, uh, VG247. Plug, plug. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say we can, uh, throw your article in the episode description because it's really good i think that um honestly like reading your article ty and like 
knowing how much the game um, means to like Andrew, because Andrew's like really having a great time with it. And Andrew loves Psychonauts 1 uh, and Lotus. I'm so sorry. I'm going to hurt your heart saying this. But like <laughs> to me, like I never played the first Psychonauts because when I looked at it, I was just like, this looks like Cartoon Network art. Like it's just like not pretty. I don't I don't <laughs> like the look. It, like it makes me like, it I'm is so very sorry. Pur- it's very purposefully like kind of ugly. You said, like, what is this Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy bullshit? <laughs> and I'm like, like, literally, I think I told Andrew, I'm like, why does this game look like fucking Ed Ed Nettie? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's so funny. So I like never got around to it because like I'm so I'm so picky about visuals. And I don't even mean that in like a I like all my games to look hyper realistic bullshit. 120 FPS. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even though the next game that I talk about is going to be that. Um, But like I'm not about that. But like if some even if something's like stylized, I just like it to be like, I don't know. I'm just picky. I'm picky about art in particular. Um, Mm -hmm. And to me, I was just like, it's kind of like muddy colors and greens and like yellows and like the cartoon. And like, I just wasn't feeling it. But everybody is telling me that Psychonauts 2 is so good. And so I'm like, maybe I'll try it. It's this free on Game Pass. Even if I didn't, like, even if it wasn't free on Game Pass, Andrew would have purchased it. So like, I'm not losing anything. Yeah, there's no risk. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I read Ty's article is basically what I was trying to say there is like Ty's article made even myself kind of want to play it. So I just was very surprised. Like, I don't like to do the overhyping thing, Mm -hmm. but it was just very, very fun and good. And I enjoyed it a lot. I don't want to say I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected because I didn't really have any expectations. Um. So, yeah, just uh, a good time. How oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh Next, I'm going to toss it to Eli for your last game. Eli, what else have you been playing this month? All right, so we're going back to the shooter area. Um, new season of Apex Legends. I don't know if you guys are into Apex at all. Maybe Lotus, you seem like you're into shooters. I've dabbled. Um, dabbled yeah, yeah. I, I used to dabbled. play a lot but i stopped yeah cool cool it's fun. um it's it's amazing and every season it just gets better and better like they add new people um the new guy seer he's pretty dope very op i think everyone agrees um but that's usually <laughs> how it goes with new characters they're always op pretty much um but i like it i i the new season has like a new remix of the meltdown map which isn't it's not too different but there's like some different parts and then you got like a new gun too they swapped out the spitfire for this new slower shooting um lmg that you can fuse with like a the fire grenade and it shoots like fire bullets or something um (laughs) but it's pretty dope to like hop back in i always get in for the new season and then take a break a month later and then try to catch up on that battle pass no i yeah it looks really cool like i saw all the i saw the seer trailer drop and stuff like that and it mm-hmm. seemed like he was pretty different from the other characters too Hmm. yeah he's very like team focused like everything he does benefits his teammates um 
I think even like his alt is like uh to like constantly go around and like tell you information about the character like the other enemies um so it's really cool like when you have a good seer on your team like you know they really you really feel that benefit of yeah having him yeah that's really cool hmm okay yeah um that's one that like maybe i should pick up again because i really did like it i think out of all the battle royales that kind of emerged that one was the one that i had the most fun playing for Mm -hmm. sure um it's movement system is just so fun yeah it's very i i it's very fluid i like yeah that's a good word for it Love this slide and then jump. So you're going slide. like double fast. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sliding and jumping all around. <laughs> I was really like, even when Pathfinder was just straight up the worst of the game, I was like, but there's a grappling hook and sliding. But Forget you- every other legend. <laughs> Literally, you can swing around like for hours. <laughs> yes. No, no, that's that's really good though. I'm glad to hear that it's still like killing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Lotus, you have two more on your list. I'm going to let you knock them both out. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Because I was going to ask, Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor, y'all probably know it's about cleaning up trash in space. Flutie 3D is a little vulgar and involves a lot of piss jokes. Is that okay? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Great. I, I felt warned. like... <laughs> you've been warned that. about the piss. No, I felt like such a child... Play. Like, it's not quite as vulgar as something like Postal 2, but it's very much like the developers said, we wanted to make a 90s era 3D platformer, and you get into the game and you're playing as this horrible little baby with a mustache, and there's EDM music <sighs> blaring in the background, and on screen, keep in mind, this is a platformer, before it says anything about the jumping, anything about the gliding, anything about the teleporting, it says, left click to pee, and I said, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Um, but it is weirdly really fun. It's maybe like an hour, hour and a half long to like hundred percent it, and um, it has like kind of like Apex. Even it has this really fabulous, just fluid, like super fast movement system where you can jump and glide and like go at top speed. And then when you're on water, you uh, you kind of sled across it like you're ice skating. I love the music because I am EDM trash. Like it was so. It's not quite Skrillex level. But it's just bottom of the party club garbage. And I was like, yes, finally some good food. I just looked up a screenshot of this game. <laughs> this is the <laughs> wildest looking shit I've ever seen, Lotus. This is just <laughs> This is so wild. funny. No. And I want to oh give a special God. thank you to uh, Pizza Pranks, who's the editor in chief of Indie Apocalypse. Um, they reached out to me and like, hey, like, would you be interested in streaming Indie Apocalypse? And I was like, yes. What is and so this? I just, what is <laughs> so I just ran, I just randomly picked an issue, and then I saw the picture of Flutie 3D like in the carousel, and I said. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll play that. I didn't expect my stream to be piss jokes for the next hour and a half, but it really awakened something in me. It is such a funny game, in Lewis, in the worst way, but the best way. Just hearing that story gives me such a very clear image of you are the person who goes to the adoption shelter and sees the weirdest looking cat, and you're like, I like that one. Oh, I love ugly dogs. I think it is my ancestral right as a Mexican woman to have an ugly little dog. <laughs> It's what I so, deserve. I have a Please. question. Is there a benefit to, like, the piss button? Sometimes. Okay. So, like, <laughs> Just like, much like real life. <laughs> much okay, like okay. real life. Only yeah, sometimes is there a benefit. Sometimes it'll get you into trouble. <laughs> 
like literally everyone was just talking about jellyfish and sea urchins. Anyways, oh um, <laughs> yeah, you, you like gotta, get into you gotta get them. Yeah, it stops the the venom a little bit. But yeah, um, you get past the tutorial level and you and the, the next level is like all like mushrooms. And um, there's a really tall platform and there's a tiny little mushroom right in front of it. And you're like, dang, if only that mushroom was tall. And there's a little sign mm. next to the mushroom. And it says, oh, my God, I don't know who keeps doing this. But could someone please stop peeing on my mushrooms? <laughs> and you're like, well, <laughs> I have some bad news for you. So when you pee on the mushrooms, they get really tall and then you can bounce on them. This oh game sounds God. incredible. It is. It is like I was I'm completely in. What is the word? Incorrigible? Incorrigible? The point is that I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was so funny. There again, there are a lot of a lot of urine related jokes, so if you don't like that, not for you, but um it made me laugh really hard. That and I just so... had fun flying around. I'm so glad that I like looked up a screenshot of that. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, you're like, huh, I wonder what this looks like. Just Google it, because it's so it's Shout it's out to something. Indiepocalypse. Uh, <laughs> we we talked to them. Uh, yeah. And very cool project. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, very, very cool. So even uh, if the piss game isn't up your alley, something will be. <laughs> yeah, there were other games on the same one that was really cool. They had an, uh, an MS-DOS-styled game called Roundup, where you play as a sheepdog and you try to corral the sheep. And it was really fun. It was cute. That sounds adorable. That's that just sounds like my dog. He he's part herding dog, and so it just kind of comes out in him as him being an asshole, so <laughs> <laughs> just trying to push people around. Mostly my cat. So, um, awesome. Ty, do you want to tell us your last one? Yes. Um, finally, God said this is the year that Ty wins <laughs> because. Monster Train is on Switch with all of the bells and whistles of the past like years worth of content that it had. So now I just can play Monster Train wherever I want to. I just as picture God you attended. Yes. yes. I, I just picture you like in that fucking like Adam Sandler meme where it's like this is how I win. Literally. <laughs> it's is that a Luke Hero on Switch? Um, but yeah, Monster Train fucks. It is, uh, probably shocking no one. Uh, it's a deck builder, uh, roguelike type deal where you do runs, uh, on a train. And they say that you, it's good. It's called Monster Train, but technically you're more or less biblical demons. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, and it's very very fun I think it's also pretty accessible for a deck builder like there's a lot going on but it kind of eases you into it um Mm -hmm. and yeah this is the it's called uh first class because this is like I said it has like all of the shit so there's extra modes there's extra challenges I think there's more um options that you can unlock when you unlock stuff for the different clans there's like new champions um so it's just a very beefy experience now and it fucks hell yeah nice. andrew started it today yeah he, he he was texting me about it he uh he likes it so far so is y'all and your deck builders 
I love cards. <laughs> <laughs> Monster Train is pretty dope. I for me, I found that it was like pretty difficult. Like once you start like doing like the rank system, I don't know, Ty. How do you feel? Are you pretty good at these deck builders? Um, I don't know that I'm. I I don't know that I would say I'm good. Like I've been playing a ton lately since I bought it, and I've only be like gotten through a run twice. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. I just like I don't. I just enjoy the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I feel it. Especially because I like Monster Train because since you have, like, you know, your primary clan and then an allied clan, each of the clans mm-hmm. has, like, their little shtick to them. So then mm-hmm. seeing how you can, like, make those bounce off of each other is very fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, there's, like, a version of the plant, one of the plant champions, where every time it gets hit, it gives, like extra attack and health to the weakest thing so i've had runs where it's just like my plant lady and like 40 little hot pink imps that have like disgustingly (laughs) high attack because of that and it's incredible love it yeah i love like upgrading your main champion seeing like "Mm, okay how powerful could i make this person or this monster plant thing there's also uh, a Vor uh, faction, so that's fun. <laughs> yes, <Wow>. pretty <laughs> so great. Fun. I, I just I love the add-on. So that's fun. <laughs> There's also Vor. Um, Something for everyone. <laughs> yeah. If you want piss games and Vor games, we have you covered this one. <laughs> Something for everyone. Yeah, it's just a little. Uh, a little box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. That's worse. <laughs> yeah, actually, what we're going to do next time is we're just going to talk about all of the games, but not say any of the names, and then I'll throw them in the description, and y'all just have to figure it out. God. <laughs> that is kind of fun, though. Or like a trivia, a trivia night. Yeah, it's like a... It's a game scavenger where... hunt within the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Uppercut talk... ARG. You're not solving any actual puzzles because we're the gay. The gay ARG. <laughs> gay ARG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the last game on my list, uh, speaking of definitive editions of games, uh, I'm playing the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. I never played the original game. Um, I was, I was just busy and I didn't really feel like sinking into, like, those big AAA games can be so much. I don't really play a lot of open world games anymore, um, because they do overwhelm me. Um, Mm -hmm. Ghost of Tsushima is not bad because it doesn't feel as massive as like a lot of those types of games do um i don't know it's it's still big it's still a big game it's i i play it and i like find myself thinking like man i do not play these types of games anymore like i think that over and over again like when i'm like going through like the skill tree stuff or just like you know doing random side quests and it's just, it's not, it, honestly, Ghost of Tsushima and Final Fantasy XIV, both very weird games for me to, like, be investing time into. Um, mm-hmm. But much like Final Fantasy XIV, I like it. Um, I don't think that, like, I get the appeal that some people had where it was, like, game of the year for them. Like, I'm playing it, and it, it's, like, a really good, it's, like, a really good Assassin's Creed to me. Um, I really mm-hmm. did love Assassin's Creed too. Um, and like the whole Ezio trilogy, I, I really do love those games. And it's like, 
maybe not up there for me yet because like I'm still in the middle of it. Um, but I, I really do like it a lot. And it, if you like games like Assassin's Creed and you're like, ooh, I want to do, you know, something set in Japan in like the 1200s. Um, I think it's it's like definitely worth playing. It seems like it's extremely like a one of those, which like not in a disparaging way, but just like if you're looking for something that's kind of a little bit like more blockbustery and open world. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it seems like it's a very good one of those, but like it's one of those. Like exactly. Honestly, mm-hmm. you you like you nail it, Ty. Like it, it it's like that's exactly it. Like if you're in the mood for that, if you're like you know, like I haven't played like a triple A like open world. Like you, like you know what you're getting into, a hundred percent. Like you know what the crafting is going to be. You know what the skill tree is going to be. Um, I think that like <laughs> the way that stealth is incorporated in that game, while it's mechanically very fun, is it's very dissonant from like the rest of the game it's very strange i don't know how i feel about it honestly that game seems like they were like well stealth games are fun so we should have that in this but it, like it narratively doesn't make any sense in my opinion i'm, I'm not huge on it i'm not sold on it hmm. um but i think that the story overall is really good i think that it kind of share like if you're somebody who likes the witcher 3 right because of like the side quests that are like actually compelling um or like the side quests that are a bit unexpected or challenge you. And I don't even, maybe challenge you is like the wrong word, but like you think that you're doing one thing and you think it's good, right? And then it turns out at the end, like, ooh, actually, I kind of wasn't being the good person in that situation. Um, it has a few of those. So I will say the side quests are pretty solid, but overall, um, it is very much a AAA open world game. It's very beautiful. The camera mode is very cool. Um, you kind of know what you're getting with it, which isn't a bad thing, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like you, you know what you're getting with it. And yeah. That's, I uh, definitely feel that. Yeah. Did it, Eli and Lotus, did y'all play it? Um, no, I haven't I, played it yet. Yeah. I haven't played it myself, but I do, uh, want to give a recommendation. Um, a friend of mine who's like a fabulous, uh, games critic, Kazuma Hashimoto, he has written a couple of different things on Ghost of Tsushima because he is like an anti-imperialist gay mm-hmm. Japanese man. Um, and so he goes into more of like the history and stuff because it's a lot about samurais. So if you definitely if you like Ghost of Tsushima, God, not the lisp coming out. Ghosts of Tsushima. <laughs> um, you should definitely uh, go read his stuff. He has one for Polygon and then a couple else. So I just wanted to say that. Ooh, I love that. We can uh, throw that in the episode description. And then also, we published a piece on Uppercut last year when it came out that Haru, I believe, wrote. Right, Ty? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and that piece is really good, too. And that's something else that I, like, I try to bear in mind when I play Ghost of Tsushima also is, like... I am playing this as a white woman who lives in America. <laughs> and so, like, I try to... Um, I don't know. I feel like there's, like, a lot of people who, like, really get maybe too into, like, oh, this is so historically accurate and I feel so cool. You know what I mean? Like, they get, like, really, Mm -hmm. like, they put themselves in that game to, like, a really kind of weird amount when, like, you probably shouldn't. Like, so I I love you, like, recommending that, like, I read things, Lotus, because I like to hear people who, like, know their shit um, talk about it and, like, kind of weigh in on that because that's, I'm not going to weigh in on that stuff. That's not for me to determine. So I I do like that a lot. Um, Right, yeah. But yeah, 
a pretty good roundup of games, y'all. Yeah, that was fun. Good job, yeah, gamers. Yeah, lots of different ones. <laughs> uh, Achievement keep up. unlocked. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh, love that. Um, perfect. Cool. <laughs> and that's going to do it from us, then. Uh We'll go, we'll go around and, and we'll do the whole where can people find you bit. It's always a little bit weirder with the end of the month things because it's like you probably listen to Uppercut stuff or read Uppercut stuff. You probably have seen our faces around, but let's do it anyway. Ty, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Oathkeeper. Perfect. Lotus, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Lotus Loves Lotus on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, yeah. Excellent. And Eli, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at RealSFTreat. Awesome. And you can find me at a Wild Chew over on Twitter and Instagram. Palin' Around is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at UppercutCrit and UppercutCrit.com. If you'd like to hang out with the Uppercut crew, feel free to join our Discord. As always, the link is in the episode description. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you just can't get enough, you can head over to patreon.com slash uppercutcrit and toss a couple bucks our way to get it early. Or even get your name read at the end just like these folks here. Santi LaGuiza, Justin Drew, 3rd Avenue Anti-Capitalist, Alex Belling, Katie Mehrer, Brian Hutchings, Cody Peters, Darren, Jefferson Toll, Hana Kim, Matt Burr, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Adam Manahan, Wheels, Jesse Vitelli, GameCrash.co.uk, Adept7777, Optional Objectives, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eli Berg-Moss, Jason Coles, Adrian A. Rock-Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, friend of the show, <laughs> Colton Crow, <laughs> Jesse Peterson, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Quentin Hoffman, and Mikey Phillips. Thank you all so much for your generosity, and thank you, listener, for pounding around with us. Bye! Bye!